2019, I uncovered a little blue suitcase in my grandparents' basement in their Toronto home. Inside was an unexpected treasure, Bill and Doreen's love letters from the Second World War. And now, I am sharing that story with all of you. You're listening to the Little Blue Suitcase Podcast, hosted by me, Jason McDowell. March 4th, 1942. Hello, dear. Well, darling, the telegram you sent was the most welcome and best news I've had for a very long time. I really hope that everything is as optimistic as you stated. You may have noticed that there is a bit of a gap from December 1941 to March 1942. Well, that's because Doreen and her family moved to a new rental property in the western part of Toronto downtown. And so Bill was waiting ever so patiently for the new address, but Doreen hadn't got around to sending it to him. So the gap is simply because Doreen and her family were moving. They needed to give Bill the new address. And so finally, when she did, Bill was able to give her a letter um, with the new address to send the mail to. So I have a prospective sister-in-law, eh? Well, I think I'll have to wait until she grows up to see if she's better looking than her sister, but that's going to be a hard standard to beat. I guess you are really happy and uh, tell your pop to save a couple of cigars for me. Well, darling, I'll be down in a week from this Saturday for sure. If I can't get a 48-hour leave, I'll be down the following weekend. Darling, do I ever miss you? I think that I'll marry you when I come down and we'll go somewhere Saturday night. Do I wish I could? You bet. Frankly, though, darling, you realize just how much you do love a person when you're away for a month at a time, and boy do I love you. I've been feeling a little lonely lately but it isn't so bad having my buddy Bob back. So you notice in the letters a reference point to both Bob and Doris. Well, Bob was one of Bill's good friends while he served in the Air Force. And Doris was the seamstress that did a lot of the clothes making for Doreen and her family. And so you will notice that Bob and Doris do show up as we continue on this journey as we meet a number of the characters in the letters. Well, I met Ronnie today, and he was asking about you and Doris. I said everybody was okay, and he doesn't look 100%, but he isn't looking too bad either. I'm going to the Y tonight for just a bit to get out of the house. So, Anna was a little worried about not getting married, eh? Well, I'm glad Jack did not get called up. I would hate to see anything happen that they would have to cancel it now. One of the pieces in this letter, you'll see that Bill is concerned about Anna getting married or not getting married and the date being pushed back. That is a true reflection of who Bill was. Bill worried about everybody. He worried about their happiness. He worried about their fears. And so this is a true example of a common friend, more so Doreen's friend, Anna, but he's concerned for her well-being. And that is just who Bill was for his entire life. So if we are to draw a parallel to 2020 and 2021, we too have seen a lot of people pushing off their weddings due to the pandemic and due to restrictions. And so this is a common theme, not just in current state, but also back then, there's always something that could possibly delay plans. And, you know, in this case, certainly, you know, it's a world war that is really delaying some people's plans to get married. 
I went to another swell show at the Capitol Theater on Sunday night. It was a real dandy, too. Saturday night, I saw Shanghai Gesture, and it was a pretty decent flick. Monday night, I went bowling, and I redeemed myself. I bowled 262, 196, and 181. Not too bad, eh, Doreen? Last night, I went to the show again with Bob, and it wasn't too bad. Well, darling, please write soon, and don't forget that I love you very, very much, and you better get in lots of practice with your baby sister, because the way I feel now, all that practice may come in handy in the future. I hope. Weddings and marriage becomes a very common theme throughout the course of all of the letters. Whether it is friends getting married, whether it is Bill and Doreen thinking about getting married, whether it's wedding dress shopping, flowers, venue, when, how, all of those things certainly become a constant throughout the letters. And upon reflection, thinking of the times of the 1940s, it was almost expected that if you were a woman in the 1940s, you would get married. And if you didn't get married by the age of 30, you were a spinster. So I found it interesting as I read the letters that there's a lot of excitement and a lot of angst against getting married, whether that be now or soon. But it really was interesting to reflect knowing that Doreen and Bill are 20 and 21, that this is something that is also on their minds and, and very important to them as well. Outside of the love that they had for one another, weddings were a big deal. Seriously, dear, I do want to ask you some very interesting questions when I come down, so do a little thinking on the subject meanwhile, as I know I certainly am and hope you are too. Well, good night, dear, and let me know if there's anything you want from Ottawa for your hope chest, as I'd love to get that filled as soon as we can. Good night, dear. Bill. XXXX. These are just a couple placeholders until I come down and see you in person. March 8th, 1942. Bill, Bill dearest. dearest. Hello, dearest. Received your lovely letter, and at this moment, I am very happy. It is Sunday afternoon, and Marg and I have just finished doing the work. How are you keeping, dear? Are your meals any better? I am glad to hear that you got my other letter. I, I don't know how they made a mistake by sending it to headquarters, because I always address your letters the same. Well, darling, as you know by now, I have a little sister, and Bill, you don't know how thrilled I am about it. We are going to call her Beverly Margaret. Isn't that a nice name? Well, avid listeners, we finally meet Beverly. Little baby Beverly is Doreen's little sister. And as you can see, Doreen is extremely happy that she has a little sister. Even though she is 20 years her junior, Doreen is extremely excited to be an older, bigger sister. She is the most darling baby. She has brown hair and big blue eyes and weighs seven pounds, one ounce. She's the smallest baby in the nursing ward, but she never cries and is the most contented baby of all. The nurses are crazy about her. We will see that Beverly factors heavily into the future with Doreen and how Doreen needs to take Beverly under her wing in regards to not as a sister, but almost as a baby of her own. I'm not going to deliver any spoilers, but you will see that 
the relationship between Doreen and Beverly will move beyond just being sisters. You will have to see her through a glass door, but I got to see her when Mother had her by her side. Mother is doing grand, but she was very ill for the first two days. Bill, I have never met such a brave person. The doctors even said she is a remarkable woman. I went right up from work on Friday and had my supper with her. And do you know how much it cost me? A dollar twenty-five. I darn near fainted. Darling, I can hardly wait to see you next Saturday. I was talking to your mother yesterday, and I was telling her that you were planning on coming down in a car, but she was not very keen about that idea. But do hurry home, dear, as I have so much to say to you. I went to the show last Tuesday with two of the girls from the office, and I also went to the show last night, but the other night I was in the hospital with Pop. You should see Pop. He is as proud as punch. Did Bob have a nice time when he was home? I was glad to hear that the old bowling arm is doing better. You must have been using that arm for something else. Watch your step, mister. Gosh, Bill, I miss you. It seems like years since I saw you last. I hope those arms are in good condition when I see you Saturday. Your father has been ill. He had a very bad cold, so your mother got him into the doctor. And he's okay, except for the cold. I am sorry I haven't had a chance to go around and see him, but I'm going to try and go around soon. Your mother has been phoning every night, though. I was talking to Hazel yesterday, and Rex is stationed at Camp Borden. As a historical fact, Canadian Forces Base Borden, formerly RCAF Station Borden, is a large Canadian Forces base located in Ontario. The historical birthplace of the Royal Canadian Air Force, CFB Borden is home to the largest training wing in the Canadian Armed Forces. Marg and Ted are both fine. They went to the Fireman's Ball Thursday evening with Jack Sherman and his wife, and they had a nice time. Jack, you know Anne's boyfriend, he's out of work. Something happened down at work and he quit, but he doesn't seem very worried. He was down at the office the other day, but Anne says that he's just taking a rest and that he'll find another job easy. Bill, you should hear the kidding I am taking down at the office. You would think that the baby was mine. Gosh, I wish it was. They were saying that these Air Force men were terrific as they saw my pin. All the men came up and shook my hand. You were asking if there was anything I would like for my cedar chest. Well, darling, anything you would like to bring me would be much appreciated. Just suit yourself. I would rather have something that you picked yourself. The cedar chest, also known as a dowry chest, hope chest, trousseau chest, is really known as a traditional piece of furniture used by unmarried young women to collect items in anticipation of married life usually included in the typical dowry items such as clothing, especially a very nice special dress, towels, bed linens, and occasionally dishware. The reason I'm letting you know is because that cedar chest idea and principle has been passed down in my family. When I say that, my mother still has her cedar chest in her basement with the original linens that she had in the 1960s. It is something that we still laugh and talk about today. What's in your cedar chest? When are you gonna get your cedar chest? Knowing that it is an outdated tradition, but it was something that was extremely valuable 
to women in the 1940s. It was something that they cherished. It's something they filled up with hopes and desires of when they got married, they would have a starting life with all of these great, wonderful things. I guess I will have to get going, dear. I have to get dressed as we are going to Aunt Bessie's for supper. All my love, Doreen. XXX plus one X. That one's from Beverly. Thanks for listening to the Little Blue Suitcase podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you get notified when the next episode is out. For more information, check us out at littlebluesuitcase.ca. I'm Jason McDowell, and it's been swell having you listen. starter.